Ahoy hoy everybody and welcome to Talking Simpsons where Richard Dean Anderson is in our dreams every night, <laughs> at least mine. I am your host Bob Mackey. Who else is here with me today? Uh, child endangerment, Henry Gilbert. Awesome. And? Fiddling with chords, Chris Antista. That's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And today's episode is Homer Alone, which aired on February 6th, 1992. And Chris, what happened on this mythical day in history? Funny you should ask us, BAM! <laughs> God, uh, President, Russian President Boris Yeltsin is on a whirlwind tour of the U.S. to improve relations. Intel announces a partnership with Japanese company Sharp to create more of those increasingly popular flash storage mediums. Mm. And new kids on the block make a surprise appearance on the Arsenio Hall show to disprove allegations of lip syncing. Wow, that was in the that was in the air because of Millie Vanilli, correct? Yes, yeah. everybody and, had to prove it. But that's how. Don't you feel really old? Like that was they lip sync? Yeah, everybody lip syncs. Yeah, because nobody cares if you're dancing around. You yeah. can't sing yes. an entire song. Yeah, know? I guess what? When Britney Spears did her pole routine, no one really thought she was singing. Wait a minute. Wait a Unless minute. you have extreme, like, the best cardio ever, like, you can't do that. Yeah. That's why, I mean, opera singers stand in place. They don't yeah. dance around. Like, yeah, yeah it's... That's Bruce Springsteen grunts, never moves his feet. <laughs> and he sweats yeah. all the time. Yeah. I've heard that Henry Rollins, in his performance, sweats so much that they have to change out the microphone wow. because he shorts out the mic. Jesus right? He's just holding it and shouting into it. So, important sweaty. announcement. This is the 50th episode of The Simpsons, which Whoa. means the 50th episode of Talking Simpsons. We've 50, ep- 50 wow. This is our 50th it's recording. Full year, I guess. If you count yeah. the uh, bonus episode on Patreon, <gasps> that, by the way, that's 51. Yeah, that's right. We have a season two wrap-up, and if you haven't heard it, uh, I'm... How can I convince you? It's great. It's fantastic. And yeah. a whole hour of uh, trivia about season two and commercials yeah. and ads, all kinds of great stuff. Oh, it's yeah. perfect. But, wow, already at 50, man. Yeah. It, it, it feels like it'll be soon enough that Bart takes Santa's little helper to school and Skinner gets fired. <laughs> great. I love that one. And uh, this episode starts off with some fantastic animation. Dude. Um, Roadrunner-style intro. Chucky Jones, it. baby. Yeah. Chucky Jones. It no one calls kid. him that. Don't do it. Yes. <laughs> I love that in that moment because as a kid because... There were so many references on The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. It just flew over my head. Yeah. But here was one I knew the second it was Excellent there. Point. Like, Excellent point. Because like this and Raiders, I'm like, I get that. Such yeah. great yeah. animation. And doing slow motion in animation is the most intensive, yeah. time-consuming, yeah. expensive thing you can do. And they do it in yeah. this episode on yeah. a TV budget. It's yeah. great. Now, a behind-the-scenes thing about this episode is called Homer Alone. And there's like one joke that's a visual reference to Home Alone. Really? But it, well, yeah, when Homer sees that. Maggie is gone, he does the clap. Oh. Oh, wow. I, I totally missed But that. it's also written by David M. Stern, right. brother of Daniel Stern, co-star in Home Alone. Is he Perry or Marv? Uh, the tall one who screams when the... I forget the characters. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Marv? He screams with the spiders on his face. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, and... and with the wet bandits. Well, I know who Joe Pesci is, but I didn't know the character's name. <laughs> but they talk about it, it behind the scenes. at that time scenes. my dad and I were closer than ever before. <laughs> That's Daniel Stern. Too bad Kevin Arnold came to the became a burglar. That's really sad. <laughs> Behind the scenes, David M. Stern it was known as the guy who got the women. That he mm-hmm. he wrote this very March centric mm-hmm. episode. He, I believe, his first one was Principal Charming, yeah. and he will go on to write uh, Selma's Choice, the uh, the one with Jub Jub, the introduction of Jub Jub. I, I think Marge has been pretty poorly utilized this season. The oh, show's yeah. getting really great, very um, much so. But they're really building on her character, especially mm-hmm. with this episode. I mean, and um, if you see her in season two, she is just like, eh, this idea is bad. And her her catchphrase was, mm. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm here. I'm here to a transition between jokes. Mm. Um, but I, I did. I, I, I love. She's not the butt of this joke, but I, I love it so much. Especially Dan Cast and rambling, just to emphasize how like Marge is going slowly crazy mm. due to the pressures of life and family. She's she's 
lucky red cap. Mom, where's my lucky red cap? Mom, I hate those dimensional things. They make me gag. They're so cute. Can I have two sandwiches today? Make the bologna sandwiches. Can I have two slices of bologna? One at a time. One at a time. Double bologna. Double bologna. Don't forget to make a double bologna. This this was a famous episode in our family because my mom constantly reference Rancho Relaxo. Oh, did she? Yeah, she would say, like, I need to go to Rancho Relaxo. This is making... It was her way of saying, I'm very stressed right now, or I'm unhappy. I want to leave. Now, definitely she was expressing her want to not be in a relationship with my father anymore. Uh, I was getting that, but... Um, <laughs> But it took he, another thirty years. <laughs> uh, it was it was a slow boil. Only twenty five, I suppose. I but, suppose. But she always referenced Rancho Relaxo. Like she imagined, she dreamed of going to Rancho Relaxo or a similar type thing. And, as, as and now it, I want to go back in time and like I was a ten year old. I couldn't I couldn't probably save up the money for it anyway. But I was also a spoiled, selfish ten year old. I wasn't going to anyway. You could have just uh, I don't know ironed your own pants. I have no but idea I what your mom did. But for I you. could have pressured my dad into doing. Though my dad would only spend money on himself. But I, anyway. I, I was wondering, though, yeah. if this episode got you to empathize with your mom, because um, the idea of a housewife was still very strange to me, because all my friends had moms that worked, my mom worked, so I knew my, my mom, mom worked, worked hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had one friend with a mom that was a housewife, and it felt so strange. Like, does this still happen? But yeah. I, I don't know if either of your moms were just housewives. No, my mom worked all the time, though my dad still put on her the expectations, like, you raise the kids, the and, woman's you, work, yeah. and you make food, and you do the laundry, and this house not being clean is your expectation. But at the same time, she still was expected to do a job like it's a shitty deal yeah it's a real shitty and i'm deal. sorry if i said just a housewife because that's a huge responsibility yes. yeah i mean this is emphasizing how big a job it is and i i didn't see it a lot i only i saw it with in, in cases like the simpsons if you have two more than two kids a housewife is kind of necessary mm-hmm. unless you have a lot of money for daycare yeah exactly like unless that, you yeah. can constantly cart people could you, i mean even remembering like what time elementary school and middle school start, they're wildly different you would be driving around for the first mm-hmm. three hours of your day and the last three hours of your day period that's what you do yeah. i mean that's why one of our one of our friends the only friend we have who has kids he has two <laughs> kids now that he's He's a uh, stay-at-home dad, like, and it's it's needed. Mm-hmm. And, and his his wife, uh, unfortunately, has a high enough paying job that mm-hmm. they don't need a double income. But most people aren't that lucky, mm-hmm. you know. I how did Bart leave his hat behind the toilet? Uh-huh. How did Marge know that? <laughs> That's a great little joke, though. It's yeah. also very behind disgusting. The yeah. so, uh, it's a lead into the George Costanza joke where you take your shirt off, take oh, really? it off. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Try it. Uh, and then Homer loves double bologna. He wants double double bologna. bologna double bologna. I, I love Dan Castle and it is. It's his light improv here. All he is is louder than normal, yeah. which is hilarious. That happens later when they're all talking when she comes back, too. And I love it. Yeah, um, yeah I did love that. Those are huge pimentos, by the way. I'm disgusted. <laughs> yeah, the, if you can pop them What's out a like pimento? Second episode in a row with bologna featured. Mm-hmm. I, I, bologna hate bologna. Bologna. I hate it, man. Uh, I, I the, like most lunch meats. And again, this is, my, uh, this is a chronological breakdown of The Simpsons. One of my goals is to capture every uh, single Phil Hartman character, no matter how small. Mm. And he just pops up on the radio... Uh, early on as a nameless character. Oh, this miserable stress headache. Feels like there's a rat in my brain. <laughs> it's time for another Bill and Marty classic prank oh, call. Hello, is this Mr. Justin Sherman? Yes. Sir, your wife is dead. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. She just walked through a plate glass window. There's blood everywhere. I, I just talked to her. <laughs> I 
I love uh, that that's part of what's driving March crazy. Yeah, I mean, the morning of, zoo. The morning zoo. There are so many things leading up to this, like Bart and Lisa missing the bus, fighting it's in the back seat, so uh, Marge going across town to find the right bowling shop yes. to help. I don't homers. know, no Nick. I don't know what yeah. Nick's telling you. And I also I noticed that the second Nick's in the background is a signed picture of Jacques from uh, uh, from season Albert one. Brooks. Who I, I wonder if Marge looked at that on her way out and like, what I could have had. What <laughs> am I doing? I wonder if Jacques is still free. Like, I, I also implore all of our listeners to go frame by frame to that Marge freakout animation. It's so cool. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's horrifying. There, yeah. are, there are drawings of Marge you'll never see again. <laughs> With that spoiled milk on her, too. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah, Marge's freak out. It they do it so well. Like I felt, like I felt tension yeah. watching it. I, I don't think I did as a kid, but I think I, like <laughs> I'd recently had to like prepare to go on vacation for like two weeks, and like mm. that's sort of how I felt. Mm. Like yeah. everything that what? Oh God, I'm so tired. I've been preparing everything. Oh, someone stole my credit card. Wonderful. <laughs> this is awesome. The whole world is against all, me. Oh, the IRS didn't get my money. Great. I have 12 hours left in town. Uh, <laughs> this episode also uses a device they would use many times. The the swirling heads around a character repeating things like yes. OJ Morphine Flobo. Yeah. And, <laughs> or uh, it's Shelbyville, Ogdenville, North Haverville. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they often repeat those heads when they need to kill time. And, so. and one of my favorite recurring yet underutilized characters, Arnie Pie in the Sky, reporting when Marge just stops car on the bridge. This is Arnie Pie with Arnie in the Sky. We've got big problems on the Springfield Memorial Bridge, people. Traffic going way back in both directions. And look out at the corner of 14th and Elm, because I just dropped my bagel. <laughs> it was weird how Ken Brockman just sort of teleported it's, into yes. the uh, helicopter. Is, they have a, a petty spat, like, in the middle of the news. Yeah. This is Kent Brockman reporting live from Arnie Pie's traffic copter. But I can assure you, this is no mere morning traffic report. Hey! Face the facts, Arnie. An overworked and underappreciated housewife has snapped and parked her car on the bridge, refusing to budge. <laughs> Did you notice uh, that Wiggum has blue hair in yeah. here? And it's his most—it's his oh. first consistent blue hair. Yeah, it was black first... in the last episode. That's totally right. Yeah, they finally got Wiggum the right color. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is finally correct. <laughs> he and... also just had a note of the distressed mother police tape. Yeah, because uh, oh, yeah. I, I didn't get as many sound effects as I normally would from this because there are a ton of visual gags. Please go mm-hmm. watch this episode. I did like the bits in the traffic, like mm-hmm. though the gangster saying, "There's a body in the traffic." That should have been Fat Tony. Yeah, why wasn't that? Why wasn't that? Maybe they Tony. couldn't get a was it Joe Montana. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't, uh, they couldn't get Joe Montana, and he wasn't their set gangster anymore. And then I like the cuteness of um, Krusty and Mr. Teeny hanging like, out. Like, there's Jock. Krusty right sounded everywhere. wrong. He sounded like like much older Krusty. It was a little higher pitched. Yeah, I didn't yeah, capture yeah. that. It wasn't. It wasn't exactly right. And I also did like when Homer finally arrives. Yeah, Eddie and Lou like have a rela- <laughs> like they laugh and they're like. <sighs> like I, I like that little bit there. I do enjoy a Wiggum telling Homer what to say, like tell her you love her. This is I made a note of that. This is the last time Wiggum is smarter than Homer. Yeah. Mm. He because it's pretty much set up that the stupidest person in the town is Wiggum. He's the only person dumber than Homer. Like he was the one who in in season in the start of season five, he's the one who'll think it's a ghost car. Exactly, yeah. Like, ghost car. And that's why they can't use that dynamic between him and Quimby anymore, which they only uh, use dude, in two episodes yes. because Wiggum is too that's, stupid to be yes. that character anymore. I was just gonna say that, not just as an excuse to play the sound effects. I do love this scene. It's a great argument. But yeah, like, he has to be smart enough to throw these fucking nineteen forties cliches. Right, you your butt can't cash. Beautiful sketch of Phil Hartman and John Lovitz where 
they're yelling at each other at an old movie studio. Oh, it's, yeah. It's so great. It's Tell them it's right. Ever G. Robinson versus JFK, essentially. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. Don't you worry, Mr. Mayor. This little bird will be cracking rocks. Right. Right. <laughs> Let me just say, uh, but Marge is pulled out of the, She emerges from the car only to be arrested. She is immediately arrested. Oh, also, and Homer says, uh, maybe we can snuggle. Mm. And everybody laughs. It's the first ha-ha in forever. Like, mm. I feel like we haven't heard a ha-ha in a while. It's definitely happened before. Which is when we're going to get a deluge of ha-ha yeah. soon. They they overdo ha-ha. But Marge is in jail, but it looks like Springfield is sympathetic. Don't you worry, Mr. Mayor. This little bird will be cracking rocks by the end of the week. Wig on, you glorified night watchman. Let her go. But she broke the law. Thanks for the civics lesson. Now listen <laughs> to me. If Marge Simpson goes to jail, I can kiss the chick vote goodbye. And if I go down, you're going to break my fall. Word of the wise, Quimby. Don't write checks, your butt can't die. Hear me loud and clear, Wiggum. You bite me, I'll bite back. You talk the talk, Quimby. But do you walk the walk? I hereby <laughs> declare today to be Marge Simpson Day in the city of Springfield. <laughs> They're like trained seals. Toss them a fish and watch them slap their fins together. <laughs> I love that scene. It's it's like in yeah. a dark room with yeah. with goons standing behind each one of them. And it cuts to, it cuts to, uh, it cuts right to Quimby giving that speech. And you can see Wiggum looking like, Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> and, that, and that they really have a poor uh, thoughts of politicians mm-hmm. here. That he just immediately is like, yeah, I'm selling you out. Like this is I'm I'm getting you your approval right now. Uh, but that yeah, they would have a similar. They'd have the scene of uh, the chick in the crying game is really a man. Uh, I mean, man, wasn't that a great movie? In the uh, the Marge, the one Marge actually goes to jail. Uh, they have okay. that scene together, and they'll have a the last one of these scenes, as I recall, was in the uh, monorail episode. Mm. They argue over like, no, I'm the one in charge. Wait, no, I'm the one in charge. I, they wish, found out I they wish get, that kept up. Yeah, I like that Homer. After the things, he's like, all's well that ends well. He's like, time to bury these problems. Like, your problem's done. We fixed it. And that's when uh, Marge sees the Rancho Relaxo commercial on TV. Yeah, I, d- I didn't want to grab that just because I grabbed too much Troy McClure describing Rancho Relaxo. Oh, it's great. Yeah. I mean, the one thing I really love about this episode, it's going to sound weird. I like the way Julie Kavner says vacation. Vacation. Oh, yeah. oh I missed that. It's slightly vaginal. Huh? I, don't, I don't know what accent that is, but it comes up a lot in Chicken Scratchy yeah, Land. Vacation. Vacation. Though, you know, if I may talk about my terrible family again <laughs> now, if i may talk about my family again is uh my dad was always worried of like oh you want to take a trip without me that's when you'll leave me like uh, yeah yeah i'm it, like that all the time uh, we see how codependent homer is like oh, oh you're gonna divorce yeah. me i'm yeah. a poor guy trying to live his dream as my girl has gone out and got a graduate degree and a good job and <laughs> yeah. every time she goes anywhere i'm like this is where she this is where she decides. She learns, comes to her senses. Well, in my dad's defense, my mom did probably hear from all of her family when he's not around. Like, why leave him? Leave him? Like, he was probably right to be suspicious of that. But Troy McClure will tell you about Rancho Relaxo. I love Rancho Relaxo. Oh, hello, and welcome to Rancho Relaxo. I'm Troy McClure. You might remember me from such films as Today We Kill, Tomorrow We Die, and Gladys the Groovy Mule. Gives a thumbs up. But today you'll see me in my greatest role. Your video tour guide to Rancho Relaxo. Our tour starts in your very own room, where Relaxo Vision offers you the latest Hollywood hits. And after midnight, (laughs) the finest R-rated movies Europe has to offer. Ooh la la. Today's selections are... Thelma and Louise, the happy little elves meet Fuzzy Snuggle Duck, and the erotic awakening of S. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot to take out there, but I think the the 
softcore porn at this point yeah. had moved far beyond European sex films. Like no, they, well, no, they were watching like Red Shoe Diaries and stuff. They well, were watching Emmanuel. Uh, I feel like it, it's a cut rate operation. No, Emmanuel was totally on Cinemax yeah, okay. during this era. You're, you're right. She had a series like three years later. Emmanuel in space. Yeah, Emmanuel yeah. in space. This all happened. No, yeah, but the, it, the erotic adventures of S. I what mean, does that the mean? erotic awakening of S. I believe it's a reference to the story of O. Yeah, it was the first like That's, BDSM. It was. Book it or popularized something? BDSM in America, but it was a fr- and it was just like it was a lightly kinky film. Like if you watched it today, you'd be like, "What? <laughs> what? Why did people freak out about I this?" Feel- out of the loop on BDSM, you guys need to show me the way. Can you do it on mic? <laughs> I mean, it was it was the usual BDSM, just the male side of the fantasy of like, yes, this woman likes being beaten and have mm, horrible things happen to her and be tied up. Well, hey, you know, <laughs> I don't. If that is what one the sub the sub and the dom have important aspect of it, I'm not judgmental in there, but yeah, consent. I, I think it's not. I think it's not surprising that. The one that where the woman was the sub was the one got much more popular than where the man was the dom. That's even been in like a Fifty Shades, Shades of Grey. Gray, yeah. It continues to this day. Which, though, Story of O, I think, makes... People have said, like, makes Fifty Shades of Grey look so tame <laughs> by comparison. It is uh, mom mom porn, essentially. But also, yeah. the you know, in the original script, Marge was going to go to a motherhood institute. Yeah. They pitched it out, and they didn't like it, it when the plot... a fatherhood came. institute. Uh, maybe that is it that they realized it would be redundant so then they came up with Rancho Relaxo in it's the great to draft. see Marge by herself enjoying herself yeah. I feel like if she went to the institute we'd see more harried mothers and it would be a lot of jokey stuff it'd be jokes there yeah. instead of finding out what Marge's interior life is like and uh, this wasn't in the Troy McClure clip but in the commercial Marge watches I swear in the in the hot tub, they drew that woman topless. Like, they don't mm. show her nipples, but unless she's wearing a very low-cut, like, yeah. uh, top, that she's she's topless. Well, animators that. are all pervs. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but it's just one of those things, like, how'd this get through? This would never air even, like, two oh, yeah. years later. We can't see butt cracks anymore. They're illegal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Bart and Lisa going to Patty and Selma's, which I think is a great Life and Hell-style, like, slow observational scene mm-hmm. in which, mm-hmm. like, I remember as a kid, like, going to a strange house Everything is boring. The TV's mm-hmm. boring. The yeah. food is all strange, and yeah. you just want to leave. And I like the first scene with pa- uh, Bart and Lisa eating. We can see all the locks on the door yeah. in the background, like they are trapped oh, in this apartment. Yeah. It's very claustrophobic. It's all dark. It, well, I, 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 I'm sure this was done as a plot device, but like, is that how bad Homer is? It- at his capability of taking care of the children. I they, think Marge realized that three kids is too... I mean, Maggie was going to go with Patty and yeah, Selma. It was just going to be yeah. Homer by himself. I love Maggie's strength. Like, yeah. it's impossible. A that's, baby has... Like, Sweepy would have that strength. It's one of my favorite uh, com- comedic moments. I don't know if it works well in audio. Maggie really doesn't want to leave the house. Maybe she should just stay with you. Are you sure that's wise? Uh-huh. I'll probably trade her for a beer and a nudie magazine. <laughs> for your information, I can take care of my... <laughs> See? Got her in the first bounce. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but I do love the specificity of Patty and Selma's life. Like, not only they say, mm-hmm. we got six months of maternity leave we're never going to use, but, <laughs> but also that they, like, they have lived alone, mm-hmm. but they've lived together for so long that in the same bedroom, too, of just like, I wouldn't want to sleep in the same bedroom as my twin. That is a little creepy. And, and, but, and then also that they live such horrible single lady lives mm-hmm. of, it, it forever turned me off to like before I even would have tried it. Clamato, 
Mr. Pib and soy milk. Though I am an almond milk fan, but that was the yeah. that was of course they're like oh what a gross single tongue sandwiches yeah, tongue <laughs> sandwiches and mi- Mr. Pib and uh, Clamato is who likes Clamato? Gross. And I thought it was a joke when I first heard about it. I but was sure it was I, a joke. I love how bleak and awful their cheap apartment is. There is not a single window in that apartment. <laughs> yeah. It's just so claustrophobic and stifling and gray. Uh, I know. Oh, and I do when Marge leaves at the train station. Oh, I got that. Goodbye, homie. Goodbye? Where's my clean underwear? Check the dryer. How often should I change Maggie? Whenever she needs it. Mark, Mark, how do I use the pressure cooker? Don't. <laughs> That's my line of the show. Yeah. I use the pressure don't. cooker. Like, don't start now using the pressure cooker. Just don't touch it. Order out every night. I don't care. That was a great choice. It's the worst thing Homer could possibly operate. Yes. Causing the most damage. I couldn't use a pressure cooker. Like, I would never touch that thing. I would I would give it line of the show. Just, just, there's so many things. In the middle of the show is just lines. One that are catchphrases between me and my friends. Yes. One, two that cracked me up when I was 12. Three that cracked me up as an adult, and I just, I don't know, I, I could burn through them real fast. Sure. Because th- this, as a little kid, Barney visiting, I thought was hysterical. <laughs> it is still great. Hi, Barney. Thanks for keeping me company. No problem. Wow, wow. If it is a little Bart. Remember your Uncle Barney? Hey, Homer, let me hold him. All right, but just be careful. Whoa! <laughs> Someone smells stinky! Oh, it's me. Uh, that that, <laughs> oh, it's that me. is a kid. That's a perfect kid joke. It's great. Yeah, I like how Homer doesn't correct Barney. Like, yeah. No, this is yeah. Maggie. And my, well, it'll be Bart again when you come over in four years. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that is something I fear of, like, being, you know, someday I'll see the kids like, oh, I thought you were four. <laughs> I'm, I'm ten now. Oh, Jesus Christ, time moved forward. <laughs> I don't like this. I, I also miss when Homer and Barney were just friends yeah, and they hung yeah, out. Yeah. I feel like uh, in a year or two, he would just be the drunk in the room to make one joke after a yeah. bunch of things happened. That's true. They keep yeah. forgetting. The, the, in this in the early seasons, they remember like they were old buddies, mm-hmm. and when Homer has someone to hang out with, it's Barney first. But Lenny and Carl really mm-hmm. took that spot. Yeah. Like that, Lenny and Carl would have been the ones to come over in a season You do remember seven. there's like a decade period where like if homer's in a bar barney couldn't be there because he got sober yeah, yeah i hate that yeah. thanks dan castlanetta <laughs> and his wife for writing an episode where I, he sobers up their friendship is so sweet especially how barney wants to make him omelets like yes. he really wants to make homer omelets yeah two kinds of cheese <laughs> You like Laser Time shows? Then you might like Bonus Time, Laser Time's weekly bonus show exclusively on Patreon.com slash Laser Time. Here's a taste of what you've been missing. I went to a minor league baseball game. Yeah, it looked like good seats. They were excellent seats. And, and you know what they serve for food there? Because I've been to the fucking Giants game. They had like yeah, six dogs. things. They had hot dogs, bratwurst, mm. cheeseburgers, veggie burgers, potato salad, uh, potato salad. famous bratwurst, uh, and beer. Um, it's twenty eight dollars. How much do you think we got? All of it. Oh. I'll ruin it. Spoiler. All of it. Free. As much as you oh, want. For twenty bucks. dollars. And guess how much beer? You get these three tickets in your wristband for free. Three, three free beers. Nice. All local breweries. Wow. Um, and and like I rented a ticket. It's it's such like this weird community of like lovable, enormous lesbians. 
who, who just live this, who wow. live M- Madison Mallard games. And like, and they're like, ah, I gotta take off. Anybody want my beer tickets? She says to everyone. And then the kid, and then kids turn around like, I don't need mine either. And then like, <laughs> handing out their beer tickets. And I drank. I like, I got to a point where like, I couldn't get drunk on beer anymore. Mm-hmm. But I, I, <laughs> I just drank so much beer. Twenty nine dollars. Get bonus time, laser times weekly, full length, uncensored, and ad free Patreon exclusive podcasts, as well as weekly full length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, physical rewards, the first season of Talking Simpson, and more at patreon.com slash laser time, starting at just five bucks. You'll help us live, and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again. Is this the first like uh, mention of Patty and Selma's love for MacGyver? I think it is. I think, I it, think we've I think never heard be. it. It would be an important plot point later this season. Yes. Best MacGyver ever. Mm-hmm. Richard Dean Anderson will be in my dreams tonight. Thank God that we, we, we're bringing this up right when MacGyver's coming back. Yeah. Oh, that, wait, it is? Yes. Holy crap. Yeah, on, you on the, the trailer, back of MacGruber? Really weird. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hey, he looks more like MacGruber than he looks like MacGyver. Wow. Well, he's really young. It was a it was a dated reference then because mm-hmm. MacGyver is a mid-80s show mm-hmm. and its final episode would air months after this episode. That is the only episode of MacGyver I have ever seen. The wow. final the episode? Fi- I forget what it was, but like that year, God, I wish it would probably go through it in 30, 20, 10 at some point, but like every NBC show that I'd grown up, that's air quotes because I'm really young and it feels like these things have been on the air for eternity but all these five to seven year old shows were ending like mm. it, within two weeks on NBC mm, wow. and that was one of them and what a bloodletting in NBC yeah, it was yeah. it was and I think the joke here is like everything about Patty and Selma's life is just steeped in mediocrity <laughs> and blandness and this is the thing that they would enjoy because it was not a great show I mean now we can look back at it ironically for the cheese factor but they were enjoying it like sincerely yeah. and getting uh, getting off on what Richard Dean great, Anderson yeah what a great adventure he finally he figured it out <laughs> who would have thought it like, and I see there's so many things I wanted a clear line of the show. Homer's lullaby cracks me ah. up that he doesn't know a simple lullaby. May your Christmas days be nice. Good night, my little pork chop. <laughs> that is sweet, though. They, they say in the commentary he was meant to be animated drunk. Yeah, that he's mm. supposed to be got, drunk in that scene. He got drunk with Barney, mm. and that's how he didn't see her leave. I wonder and if so. he left Maggie at home and went to Moe's. <laughs> yeah. <I> want, <laughs> that's probably why Barney came over. Somebody yeah. by the booze. Yeah. yeah. And but uh, he so, couldn't find the car seat. <laughs> so they misanimated it, but I think that's even darker of just like, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm taking care of this baby, but... Why not just get drunk with my friend? It's my only chance. Mark terrified of that. The director was like, I regret not drawing a beer can in his hand. But I'm like, would that have been too dark of a drunk Homer tucking in Maggie? I think so. Also, Patty's horrible snoring, as somebody who is a terrible snorer, I wonder if uh, mm-hmm. Patty just has undiagnosed sleep apnea. Mm-hmm. Now she can get a CPAP machine and uh, make you know, even more noise. Well, <laughs> but it's a it's a long, white, a quieter white noise <laughs> instead of just the snoring. I, I love Bart holding up her brazier and going, "Ay, caramba!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's great. Um, I've never seen a blackhead. But you know who I'm now. giving line of the show to? Mm-hmm. I, I guess we're skirting over that. Maggie misses Marge and completely so, disappears. And she runs away, which is a very shorts era Maggie thing to do. Yes. Like there was a multi, there was like a two parter across two. 
Tracy Ullman episodes of mm-hmm. Maggie's right away. And it was just, you know, silly adventures of her getting into things that would uh, would have killed her. It was very cartoony. It feels very like an old school cartoon where there are very there are a lot of premises based on this, like a baby just like traveling and almost dying. I, I believe Baby's <laughs> Day Out was based on that old premise. <laughs> yeah. That horrible movie. Very yeah, it's, uh, I think the movie introduction of Vern Troyer. Mm. He had to play the <laughs> oh, baby. Oh, dear God, that poor man. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you look at those scenes, they're kind of amazing, like these car accidents in Times Square and like this little baby standing there, and that's Vern Troyer. No wonder he peed um, on reality tv <laughs> um, but real life everybody i want to just take one episode to give line of the show to just the unnamed workers of springfield because they crack me uh, up yes that's the joke first the hairdresser man you think she sees scene. marge's hair but it's just a hairdresser oh that's mine a too yeah. similar I hairstyle so what's the verdict oh dear god i can't even put a bag over my head yes you can Yes, you can. <laughs> so, so disrespectful. Like, yes, you can. Yes, you could. And this, this is totally uh, just me centric. Another line of the show. That's uh. the joke. Hello, Governor. Uh-huh. Move job while you white. Don't touch me. That's the just stamp the ticket guy. Yeah, it's yeah. just stamp the ticket telling that. Who I do think <laughs> you said it before. I think, but he becomes surly Duff. Like he's kind of it's yeah. The same no, you're face. right. You're right. In the same voice. And yes, same it's, voice. It's, I love the cadence of surly Duff. But Shout. that is squeaky voice teen witch. The I checked it on Wikipedia and they say it on a previous episode. But I swear this is the first. Really? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this mm-hmm. felt like the first true squeaky voice team to me. I don't. I there don't... have been squeaky voice guys, but voiced by like. Okay, there was the one where um, the manager at the movie theater, voice. the manager of the mm-hmm. movie theater, is a pimple voice, but he has a team, regular voice. Though, but right? it wasn't squeaky voice. Yeah. I thought and it was so, somebody in a fast food thing. I'm all but it was voice. also that he had like the teeth. He had the teeth thing that the overbite that squeaky mm-hmm. voice team has as well. So lube job while you wait, White. just for me. <laughs> became and I'm very sorry. Shorthand with my friends went for all British people, <laughs> and that's I don't. Whenever we heard an accent, loop job while you wait. Just don't touch me. I like, do, I do like the incongruity of Buckingham Palace meets an oil change place. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I do um, so perfectly Springfieldian idea. Yeah, and I, I really love when Homer visits Patty and Selma's, and they won't let him into the apartment. Yes. And she's like, "Don't steal any light bulbs." And he looks around. Hmm. He's visiting his own children to find his other lost child, mm. and just yeah. How yeah. I think their pl- their their hope is that if Marge were to die on that trip, <laughs> that they would. To have to give him back to Homer, though Bart and Lisa should have thought something was wrong when he says, "Have you seen Maggie?" Mm-hmm. They should have had more questions than just like, "No, we haven't." Yeah. Okay, bye. But again, I love this take. Come on, kids, it's time to rub Aunt Patty's feet. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a long shudder. That shuddering animation is great, <laughs> it's though. Great. And, it's great. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm skirting up the lost, the lost baby hotline. Another yeah. season three Simpsons hotline uh, joke. Stuff. Hello, I'd like the Department of Missing Babies. Please hold. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know that singer. I should have that one up. I I just love that scene, and it's a it's an expensive joke, but mm-hmm. a fun one. I I really like that. But I like how they wash over it. But Homer committed a crime. Yeah, like totally. He's, He's in jail for this, and also when he, I, I did like the joke of he says, "Time for your nine a.m. feeding." Looks at his watch, ha ha ha. <laughs> but being almost three hours late to feed your baby seems like a very big risk. Yeah, like, babies just need so many calories. Yeah. They also, cry. the band is Player, who wrote that song. Ah, yeah. thank you. Um, but it doesn't matter because Marge isn't there because she's still at Rancho Relaxo with Troy McClure. <laughs> By now, you've seen what Rancho Relaxo has to offer. Uh-huh. <laughs> but remember, we can't tell you how to have a good time. 
You have to tell us. <gasps> As I said to Dolores Montenegro in <laughs> Calling All Quakers, have it your way, baby. Great quote. Uh, it's just the the the, the imagery that way, conjures baby. in my mind uh, whatever the whatever the dramatic situation is with the Quakers. <laughs> I do calling like, all Quakers. Calling God, all Quakers. And I do love when he's on the hand glider. Like he just pauses for a second to yeah. wave back at the camera. Like yeah, bye. Yeah, he managed to stop wind and momentum altogether <laughs> yes. just to wave back at the camera. And it's funny that Marge would watch Thelma and Louise when within yeah. two years oh. she will reenact the entirety of it with. I, that's amazing. Ruth. When somebody is men- when I, I Thelma and Louise is mentioned to me, I still think that's a line from the film. <laughs> Let's go, Thelma. Okay, okay Louise. Louise. No, like, it's I not. it's I do not believe that's ever said in the film. I don't think so. But I think that yeah. was just their shorthand to let you know what she was watching. Uh, but I like that you're you're right. Henry Homer had committed a crime, and the show mm-hmm. acknowledges that. But if if they just hand wave an aptitude, <laughs> you're the man who reported the lost baby. Yes. Can you describe her? Uh, she's small. She's a girl. Bingo! Oh, Reggie! Not so fast. You're wanted on three counts of criminal neglect. You found my baby. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Sucks. Just don't do it again, you big lug. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, well, by the end of this episode, both Homer and March should be in prison yeah, for what yeah. they've done. I mean, I don't know if March should be in prison, but they would probably put her in prison in a, but, in a modern But they have act- they, they, he has an actual crime yeah. ready to charge Homer with. But also that, like, I love that it, she's a baby. She's a girl. Uh, bingo. Bingo. That's 51% of all babies. And he just hands her off. And <laughs> I did. I loved his, like, oh, shucks, you big luck. Uh, which is the reaction if, like, if Homer was a woman, that's what the reaction was supposed to be normally. And so that he's he's still bashful and being kissed by Homer. Yeah. And it was just so happy. And it it was more dark to me now than it was when I saw it as a kid of Homer Homer talking through how to tell Marge that Maggie is dead. That is dark, like, yeah. You should assume Maggie is dead. Here's the best ways to explain this. It's fine. I mean, this is a very economical scene, and they don't have much time left, but it's funny how Wiggum is like, hey, you're the guy that his wife, your wife was stuck on the bridge. Why is your baby missing now? Yeah, like, your whole family should be exterminated. It's been yeah. a month here, and I really think I should arrest you this time. And Springfield uh, has like four cops, and they, they all have to tend to you within two days. No, when I think of relaxing, I do think back to Marge's list of things like mm-hmm. hot Fudge Sunday, chocolate chip cheesecake, and bottle, a bottle of, tequila. of tequila. I love that line. It's like you, we, I like seeing Marge cut loose and yeah. not be so reserved and like have fun, but it mm-hmm. it involves being alone. This and is a side of her the writers forget. The yeah. sexy hair sequence. Marge oh, is yeah. legit sexy. I mean, that's it, it's kind of sad to me. Uh, like when they're like, "How can we get in touch with Marge? She's the mom. She's not interesting." Well, what if we made her sexy? That the only angle you can find. With the, like that's why I give David M. Stern tons of credit. That mm-hmm. like he found something to I do it was with a her life. Moment. No, it was. I loved her. Just the I got oh, to see Marge as an object. It was great. Yeah. No, but her sigh of relaxation yeah. was great. I mean, it was kind of a visual joke, but it was also just like a nice character moment. She slowly sinks into the bathtub and pops back up and her hair just falls to the side. It's, it's a very yeah. beautiful piece it's, of animation. It speaks to how much she does because she prepares her hair that way on purpose yeah. every day in addition to flushing bowling balls and poking out pimentos <laughs> from bologna. And did you notice that they snuck in again? Boo, oh, jeez. Yeah, the, the, Homer, the like, season one. Oh, bow, oh, jeez. There's got to be a name for that somewhere. I call it the bow. The bow. bow. Yeah. And then, but then he gets Maggie back, tapes her down, and he goes to get Marge and <laughs> kicks the kids into the car. Yeah, I love that. It's that's another just great visual joke. Just like, Rrf, yeah. Rrf. Again, this is it's a vi- this episode is a visual delight. I uh, yeah, love we it. we don't talk about Mark Kirkland as much as the mm-hmm. other directors, but he's great. I, mm-hmm. I still think he's great. Maybe not as uh, as 
as like stand out in terms he's of how he draws characters. Yeah, and he doesn't have a character that's his. Like yeah. say David Silverman knows he does the best Homer, the best Krusty, all that stuff. But he definitely he's he's a workmanlike guy at his, at his job, and, and he has done. I believe he had just directed more episodes than anybody. Yeah, and and, he, and Brad Bird is on this commentary, and he talks about how he had to like break Mark out of doing these Hanna Barbera things because he worked in the <laughs> shitty animation mines. Yeah. He was not a stranger to television animation. He's like, no, we can do camera angles, we can do lighting, we can do this and that. We can we can spend our money smartly. Brad was one of the lucky ones that he got to come up through Disney. Like, yeah, he was yeah. one of a, a late Disney guy, and mm-hmm. so yeah, the difference between that and Cal Arts fellow. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. he was a Cal Arts guy too, and also I believe Susie Dieter was one of the assistant directors oh, yeah. on it and worked on a lot of the uh, the Marge scenes mm-hmm. and she would go on to be a great director in her own right and who would go to work on The Critic. She, uh, I think one of her most famous episodes of The Simpsons would be uh, the one where Bart dates Meryl Streep, or Meryl Streep plays okay. the. Uh, I know she did Bart gets famous as well. Ah, that's actually yeah. that's his best one. This is a stu- the stupid observation. I have nowhere else to put it. Okay, if you don't mind, go for it. Uh, Marge flopping on the bed after she's done hula dancing. <laughs> Looks like she's in the same outfit as Lisa in her introduction in the first episode. Oh yeah, yeah. so they color in her grass skirt, so it's not just <laughs> like flesh. You don't just see yeah. flesh colored child yeah. vagina. But if God, Simpsons. If we haven't said it before, please watch Family Dog, the Brad Bird TV special. Yeah, that's um, really cool. You can see how that informed the Simpsons look in terms of moving the camera doing smart angles watch the family dog amazing stories yeah not the, no I not the cartoon I can't vouch for this not the show. tv series it, it's not available in any format is it yeah i don't know none barely any of but it the is. other one won an oscar like yeah. uh, it was oscar nominated i believe and i can't recall if it won an oscar if it exists i'm gonna find it better <laughs> that but, and sammy yeah, yeah i which oh, i did go in a search for this weekend and fruitless Leave me alone. Uh, <laughs> I, oh, I missed the line earlier, but I did also love. I love complicated phone directions of just just press nine on the phone, and then, then pound. the pound sign, <laughs> then four a three, and we'll do the rest. Like it's kind of funny how Marge is having a conversation with Troy, and he's like following her through. But it feels like that's that uh, show, um, the Heart the Hauler. Oh yeah, where one of the characters is a is a video ta- a series of videotapes. <laughs> for every occasion, he's like <laughs> they can all talk to him. Yes, I love the Heart Hauler oh, so that's much. Great. Yeah, Please watch that. It's disgusting, though, but uh, you've been warned. Yeah, that's pretty much it for the episode. I have, well, that's a sweet ending. I love the ending. Where, just yeah. the callback to the over-talking. Like, I love Never it. leave again. Never, Never leave, leave again. Hi, did you miss me? Never leave again. And from now on, I hope you'll help me out a little more than you're used to. You got it, sweetheart. You have enough naked there? Well, I could use a little more. And sometimes I want a little time to myself. And I expect you to help. Mom, (laughs) I think I speak for everyone in this bed when I say you have nothing to worry about. Now let's just try and get a little shut eye, okay? Nice little Maggie eye gag at the end. Yeah, yeah. this is one of the uh, after Lisa's pony. I think this is the second episode where their eyes and their teeth glow in the yeah. dark, as a, in your classic cartoon. Uh, you know, it's it's motif. a sweet it's a sweet ending, but it is a lie. Like, yeah, they don't they don't help her. She's put upon <laughs> by the next episode. Uh, well, Bart cuts her off. Like, let's just go to bed. Like, yeah, this like, is not going to happen. Yeah, we're not really doing this. It's still a codependent relationship, and we're going to use you. But I and I think I look back on my time as a kid, and I wish I had been a better son to my mom. And I really took. I took her for granted, and 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 I. This episode filled me with sadness over my own youth, mm. spent youth. 
I have different feelings towards my mother that like she took too much time out of her own life to invest in me and then put a lot of pressure on me to do a bunch of shit that I didn't really need or want to do and still does <laughs> and then makes it seem like it's my fault mm. I don't get that Gil I, my mom just worries all the time about me and that's that's but kind of the, the, like did you want something to eat no I just ate well, I made you food. You don't want to eat your food. Like, uh, I, I don't, ooh. like, would you just stop? Like, I'm trying to, I'm, on, I'm literally on a conference call. That's a hard game. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. That's a hard game. To play. I guess it's probably not appropriate for this show. <laughs> anyway, if you can recommend a therapist, uh, <laughs> Cantista on Twitter. <laughs> but yeah, this this was a really good episode. I can't, I can't remove it from my memories of my mom, but it's also just a great episode and shows you that Marge can be fun. Yes. Like, yeah. she she can be just as good of a source of funniness as anybody else. And something I love about these season three episodes is that they believe so much in these stories that there is no B story. It's like, we're going to yeah. tell one story... And I mean, Homer and Maggie is a B story, but it's directly related to what's to happening. Yeah, Absolutely. they don't just come together at the end, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Oh, and I did one other thing I wanted to, uh, to praise was the animation of when Homer is doing his puppet show and then Santa's little helper bites his hand. Mm-hmm. The animation of like it's so fluid of yeah. him just flinging his hand around like and he's in so much pain. You feel everything. And I love Maggie like, clapping when that happens yeah, at the end. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a great little comic it's strip so cool. jokey moment. I, I really enjoyed it. So thank you so much for listening, everybody. I've been your host, Bob Mackey. If you want to find me, you can look at me up on Twitter as Bob Servo. I also write for usgamer.net and somethingawful.com. And you can listen to my other podcast, Retronauts. It's a classic gaming podcast. comes out every week. You can find that at retronauts.com or usgamer.net. Everybody else, where can we find you? What do you make? Lasertimepodcast.com. A bunch of articles. A lot of cartoon stuff has for me there as of late. I, a lot being like two a month, Jesus. Uh, but uh, also the Laser Time podcast. If you like this show, I, I can't imagine we don't share some humor sensibility. Uh, oh, give it a shot. It's largely retro focused, but a lot of pop culture. And then there's also Thirty Twenty Ten, which is a pop culture portal into the past 30, 20, and 10 years ago to that week, that seven-day period. A recent laser time delved deep into Bart's long work time working on the Butterfinger ad campaign. You know, I, my favorite 302010, so I can, I can mention it, uh, everything on the show uh, had, like, Cable Guy is the middle for 96 and has all the other <laughs> actors in it. Because <laughs> 86 the same week was Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Matthew wow. Broderick and Cable Guy, also Jack Black in Nacho Libre. Ten, ten years from, and I bet Kevin Bacon is connected to all of them he in a sinister web. Yeah, he probably is. No, and uh, you know, he, also he, Ben Stiller is a much better, <laughs> is a much better uh, Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Uh, so this uh, is brought to you by Patreon, patreon.com slash lasertime. That's where the entire first season of Talking Simpsons is. Indeed. So if you're a new fan and you're like, hey, they started at season two. We didn't start with season two. We just kept the first 13 to the loyal Patreon listeners, and you can be one of them. Yeah. $5 a month gets you access to it. And if you uh, start there now, there should be, just scroll back through some of the more, most recent posts, you'll see a big picture of Black Smithers from season one. That's where the links to all the season one episodes are and you can download them as well as our season two wrap-up which was incredible such a good episode i love it the secret the secret hidden nazi short that oh, you don't know about probably maybe. the greatest yeah. it was even i learned something about the simpsons <laughs> that day i outnerded everybody thanks so much for listening folks we'll be back next week when edna Krabappel falls in love later infotainment waiting on a tax return hopefully it ends up in your hands 
Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.